All right, welcome, welcome, welcome to this special episode of the Mastering College to Career podcast. Today, we are, are talking to the founder and CEO of Sweetfish Media and author of his brand new book, Content-Based Networking, Mr. James Car- Carberry. How are you doing today, my friend? I am fantastic. Fantastic, Daniel. Super pumped to be talking to you today. Uh, love, love what you're doing with the show. Ah, man, I appreciate it. So for everybody here listening, this is like an audible here because James and I were scheduled to speak at a class of marketing students next week, or I guess depending when you're listening to this podcast. And because of everything that's going on, that class became online. And so they asked us to record a, a, pres- a presentation talking about podcasting. And so when James and I were talking right before we recorded, we're like, hey, this is probably going to be very helpful for more than just the 60 students in this marketing class. Why don't we just record a podcast talking about podcasting and how this can help you get a job? And so this is where we are. Yes. Yes. I love it. I love the love the audible. And I think it's going to I think it's going to add a ton of value to folks. And so, James, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself, man? Yeah, so uh, so started Sweetfish about a half a decade ago. We're a podcast first media company, so we run a lot of different uh, podcasts, around eighty podcasts for uh, all sorts of different companies and different industries. Uh, we have our own shows uh, that we produce in partnership with uh, a lot of our clients that are co-hosting those shows with us. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so we're 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 in it uh, on podcasting, all in on podcasting. And, uh, and it, the, the reason we love podcasting so much is, is a, it, it's honestly uh, a little bit different than what you hear a lot of people talking about, um, uh, talking about. So a lot of people talk about it from an audience standpoint, which audience matters a lot in podcasting. You don't want your message going into a void. You want your, you want people to hear your message. But the thing that got me into podcasting was actually, uh, I, I didn't care about audience at all. I only cared about the guest that I was featuring on the show. And that's why I think this concept of content-based networking is so important for college students to understand. Because if, if you have a podcast or any sort of content that you are the creator of, that you're the host of, it could be a video series on LinkedIn, it could be a you know, YouTube series or an Instagram live series that you do, regardless of what the content is, whether it's podcasting or anything, if you are the host of the show, you are then in the driver's seat of who you can ask to be a guest on the show. And what we're going to be diving into today is how college students can start a podcast focused on interviewing hiring managers at the companies where they want to work. And so when they reach out to these people that they desperately want to know because this person can literally hire them. Uh, they they can they can build a show asking that person to be a guest on their show and use that content collaboration as a mechanism to build genuine relationships and friendships with the people that the exact people that they need to know. And, and I love this because. I started doing my podcast before we even know James, and I found that that was the reason why I was able to meet so many successful people. But before we dive into it, I really think it's important for the audience to learn a little bit of how this all started for you. Because I remember hearing this story at the first uh, sales rebellion, uh, sales uh, rebellion rally. Wow, I'm getting all messed (laughs) up here. And the story of how I remember you, you and your friends won a contest and how that really changed the trajectory of your life and how yeah. you wanted to duplicate that. So why Yeah. Share so in, in 2008, my roommate's brother-in-law won a sweepstakes through an old company 
company called uh, Altel. It was one of those things you see on TV where it's like text football to 3987 and you can win an all expense trip for uh, 10 of your friends to go to a professional football game of your choice. And you're like, you see those and you're like, nobody actually wins those sweepstakes. Well, my roommate's brother-in-law did win that. And he took my roommate and, and nine of my roommate's friends because uh, he didn't have that many friends in the area. I think he had a couple buddies that he brought. And then he asked his brother-in-law to bring along a bunch of his friends on this trip. So we got to go to New York City on a private jet. We got to hang out with Barry Sanders, watch a, you know, watch the Giants Cowboys game in a suite right next to Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys. It was unreal. But there was a guy on that trip named Jeff and Jeff was organizing all of the logistics for the trip that day. So he didn't actually work for Altel, um, but I didn't know a lot of kind of his story, but I was peppering him with questions all day. And as I got to know him more, I realized he's the CEO of this global logistics company that Altel had hired. And so struck up a relationship with Jeff and that relationship ended up changing the trajectory of my entire career. So a year and a half later, Jeff asked me to move to Orlando, Florida, where I'm recording this now. I've been here for a decade now. And Jeff asked me to move here to, uh, to do helicopter logistics for NASCAR, help him run the helicopter division of his logistics company. And uh, I obviously capitalized on that opportunity, took, took him up on it, moved here and worked for him for three years sitting under his mentorship as an entrepreneur for three years is really what catapulted me into starting ha having the courage to start my own business. Had I not sat under Jeff's leadership and seen what it looked like for an entrepreneur to run a business, uh, I likely wouldn't be here today. And so that single relationship with Jeff legitimately changed the trajectory of my entire, my entire life. I mean, I would have met my wife had I not been in Orlando. Um, I, I probably would not be an entrepreneur if it if it hadn't been for that interaction with Jeff and, and being able to work with him. So uh, so yeah, I'm I'm hugely passionate about relationships and how even just one relationship can literally change your entire life. And when you have a podcast or some sort of content that you are hosting and you don't need to be an expert in the subject matter. Um, and that's, that's what I really want to press into as we talk today, because I know I'm sure a lot of college students thinking, well, if I, if I'm hosting a podcast, I've got to sound like I know what I'm talking about. But the reality is uh, Oprah doesn't interview people that Oprah is an expert in. Oprah shines her spotlight on experts and allows them to talk. And so if there's a particular industry that you're interested in getting into, or there's a company that you want, you know, a group of companies that you would love to work for, figure out what is it that those people want to talk about and then shine your spotlight on them and allow them to tell that story. Um, and in doing so, um, you're going to end up building a lot of relationships with the exact people that can change the trajectory of your career. I love it. And so James, I want to, you know, I, I love doing this, especially when I'm talking to somebody that knows so much about the, the topics. Like I want to, I really want to shine the light on you in this episode. And so what I want to do is I am going to position and be devil's advocate as a student. And I want you to try to convince me of why you think podcasting would be a very smart move in my career. Yep. Okay. So the first thing that I would say when I'm a student, if, if you were to tell me why and I should start a podcast, I'm going to be like, isn't it very hard to start a podcast, James? 
Yeah. So uh, it used to be, certainly it was way harder than, than what it used to be. Um, you know, uh, there, there, there are tools like Anchor now that make it incredibly easy to start your podcast. You can literally start it from your phone uh, and, uh, and, it, and it does not have to be an arduous task. You can go on to use a tool like Canva, create a quick logo for your podcast. You don't want it to look like garbage, but if you use a tool like Canva, it's not, it's not going to look bad or if, if you're listening to this and you're, you're in a marketing school or you're on the track to get a marketing degree, find somebody that's studying design and, and do some trade work for them. Tell them you'll interview them on the show. If, if, uh, if they'll do your podcast artwork, you can get scrappy with it and figure out how to get a show up and running. But, uh, anchor is a really easy way to do that. And, and I would say that, uh, you should not be intimidated. There's also an enormous number of resources. If you Google how to start a podcast, uh, you're going to find lots of different how to and step-by-step tutorials on exactly how to do it. You just got to be willing to put in the work. What do you think is the biggest challenge for most people starting a podcast? I think most people think that they need to be the hero of the story and, uh, and, and they, they need to be the expert in order to have a podcast. Um, I'll, I'll just tell a quick story about in our business at, at Sweetfish, our ideal buyer is a VP of marketing at a B2B SaaS company. SaaS stands for software as a service. So um, we, we were trying to connect with these marketing executives. I don't know the first thing thing about B2B marketing, Daniel. I can, I can tell you that five years ago, I certainly didn't know anything about B2B marketing, but I knew that B2B marketers, these VPs of marketing at B2B SaaS companies, I knew that they were the people that could buy our service. And so I started a show not about B2B podcasting, which was my expertise. We didn't call it the Sweetfish Media Show. We didn't call it the B2B podcasting show. Uh, we called it B2B growth. And the intent was to interview these VPs of marketing about what they're doing, how they're growing, the experiments they're running. And what you find is that when you just become the host of the conversation and you're just shining the spotlight on their expertise, you have to be, you just have to be really curious and, and then you learn as you go. So after I'd talked to a hundred B2B marketers, we've now done over, I think, 1300 episodes, I know a thing or two about B2B marketing. And so for, for folks that are in college or have just graduated, what a great way to get to know the industry that you want to be a part of or companies that you want to work for by going and interviewing the practitioners and the people at those companies that are doing the thing that you want to be doing. How much better is that positioning you to actually add value to the organization because you're learning from a, an enormous number of people that are actually doing it while simultaneously building relationships with those people. So I just think it's a, it's a win all the way around. But why would they want to talk to me? Like, why would, why would, why would they want to talk to a student that has, you know, I have no work experience. Like I definitely not an expert. Like I just feel like a busy professional like yourself, James would just not want to talk to me. Yeah, I think you'd be surprised. Uh, the rise of personal branding, people understanding how important their personal brand is and how a piece of content, whether it's a 22-year-old interviewing them or a 50-year-old interviewing them, that piece of content they can then use on LinkedIn, they can use on their personal profiles. It elevates their their uh, their own personal profile. It makes them look good to their boss. It makes them look good to their potential customers. Um, it makes 
it, it, it lifts their personal brand by being on a show. And depending on who you're going after, most people have never been asked to be on a podcast. So we're still in this, in this stage right now where I, I don't think we'll be here two, three, four years from now, but right now it's pretty novel to be asked to be on a podcast. And so if you reach out and ask somebody to be a guest on your show and you've done some research and you understand what they're an expert in and you offer up like, Hey, this is what I'd love for you to talk about. One, I mean, it's, it's incredibly flattering to, for, for someone to say, Hey, I saw that article you wrote on LinkedIn, or I see what your company's doing. I saw that, you know, your company was mentioned in this Forbes article. I would love to interview you about that and, and what you've done to create, you know, the culture at your organization or, what you've learned about leadership over the course of your career, get very specific with your ask. And the more specific you are about what you want to talk to that person about, I, that I think there's a correlation between the likelihood of them wanting to talk with you and the more prescriptive you are about what you want them to talk about because it shows that you've done your research. It shows that you know them and, and that you have a very specific angle by which you think they can add value to your audience. So if I'm understanding you correctly, James, like I, 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 one thing I said, I want to have clarity about really what my podcast is and who is it specifically that I'm talking to. So instead of yes. really having this shotgun approach to just having anybody that can be on my podcast, be on my podcast, I want to say, all right, I want to start a career in medical sales. So I am going to interview top medical sales reps or, or, or things like that. Yep. So more of a, the, like kind of like what we say in our industry, the niches are in the, in the, the riches are in the niches. Yep, you're exactly right. And, and I love the medical sales example. Um, I, I think there, there are so many examples uh, of, of you, can, you can focus on. I've always thought it would be a really ninja play if, say, you're, you're in Orlando. If you were to start a local podcast, you want to work at a, at a company in Orlando, um, you could start something like you know, the Orlando Entrepreneur or Startups in Orlando. And by having that framework, um, you can now go and interview any startup founder or really any, any owner of a business and say, hey, I'd love to feature you on, uh, on the Orlando Entrepreneur Podcast. Uh, I'd love to talk about you know, this thing that I saw on LinkedIn or this, you know, do your research. Don't just blindly ask people to be on your show and not have an understanding of what you want to talk to them about. But you'd be surprised how much people put on the internet. I mean, I want people to know that I wrote a book. I want people to know what my business does. I'm, I'm trying to tell my story on the internet because it brings me business. So use that to your advantage and, and become a journalist. Study these people that you want to know and you want to build relationships with. Because I can promise you, if you ask me to be on the Orlando Entrepreneur Podcast, I don't care who you are. I'm going to want to do that because that makes me look good. That is value to me. And so oftentimes we get confused about what value is. And, and you've, you, to me, I've just found over and over again that a tangible way to add value to somebody is, is to give them exposure to your audience, even if it's a small audience, um, because they can then repurpose that content in, in a ton of different ways. So, um, so yeah, I, I love the medical sales example. Uh, another example would be kind of doing something local in your area and then, uh, and then going and interviewing all of, you know, all of the business owners or entrepreneurs. It could be a, maybe a functional role. Maybe you want to get into HR. So you start the HR podcast and you start talking to a bunch of leaders in HR that doesn't even have to be local. That could be, you know, you could interview, you're like, Hey, I'm willing to move to San Francisco or I don't care where, you know, I don't care what company hires me. I'm, 
I just want to be in this space, start a podcast about that space and then go interview the exact people that could, that could be the gateway to you getting a job at their company. I have an example. It's funny because this week um, I had, I was just sharing with you that I had so many student conversations. And one of the conversations I had was with a student, her name is Jay. And she, her dream job is to go work at her ultimate goal is she wants to be like Oprah and Ellen, right? She wants yep. to host her own TV show and interview different people. And she doesn't, she lives in a small city in the South, doesn't, is far away from Atlanta, um, LA and New York, which are the main uh, media hubs. And so I asked her, what are your top 10 companies? So she says Disney, Universal, Viacom, and just all your, your, your big players in the media. And I actually gave her that advice of starting a podcast. So we started strategizing what would that look like? And I said, why don't you start? This is why the podcast would be a triple threat play for you, right? One, you start interviewing with people in the industry that could potentially lead for you to get a job. Two, you start polishing your skills of interviewing you. And three, now you have a, a live career portfolio that people can then listen and get you that exposure. Yep. And that is another example of how that could work for you. Another one that comes to my head, let's say you're an accounting student that you want to go work in a big four. Then you start interviewing all the people who work in the big four so that other accounting students can see like why this, why EY will be better than Deloitte and then so on, yes. because they might be, you might be doing the same job, but the culture are different in each of those companies. But you can, you can talk about the culture in the podcast, helping other yep. students get clarity and giving you access to those yep. companies. The, the other thing to think about is as a business owner, when I interact with somebody that is that has their own show and that, that communicates a lot to me. It communicates that they're an action taker. It communicates that they have follow through. It communicates that they're ambitious and they have drive. Those are the kind of people that, that people want on their team. And so there's some subtle uh, I, I love what you just said there and the examples you shared, Daniel, are spot on and I hope that sparks some ideas. But I just want, as someone who hires people, we don't, we don't have a massive team. We've got 20 employees, but w one of the things I'm looking for uh, are, are, those, are those subtle characteristics that by just having a podcast and proactively reaching out and interviewing people, communicate to people like me that you're the kind of person and that we want on our team. Absolutely. Um, James, I do want to ask you this. Well, what if I'm an introverted? Right? Everything you've been saying is great if I'm extroverted. Yeah. What if I'm introverted? Like, man, I, I think I, I just I think you have to figure out what works best for you. So um, if you're introverted, maybe you have to do more scripting on the questions that you're going to ask people because you're not as comfortable kind of on the fly and doing an interview like this, like you and I, where we didn't have to prep at all. We literally decided 10 minutes ago we were going to do it and then we just jumped on and did it. Um, but if, if you're, if you understand that, Hey, maybe, maybe I need to prep a little bit more, do that prep. Um, if there's a particular platform that you're more comfortable with, maybe you only want to do audio only, you don't want to do video. Um, and that, that helps ease some of that anxiety. Pick, pick the platform that works best for you. Maybe you don't even use the interview as the content itself. Maybe you just do a phone call with somebody and then you turn that phone call into a blog article and your content becomes a series of blog posts. So I, I think you can get creative with how you do this um, so that it works whether you're extroverted or introverted. Yeah. You know what? 
why don't you start the introverted podcast, the introverted yes. student podcast, and interview other introverted professionals and see how they're succeeding in their career being an yes. introvert. I, but I think be we're in a strategic. Yeah, be strategic about the people that you get on your show. That's the biggest. That's the biggest mistake I see that I just want to hammer home here is, oh, I want to start a podcast and I want to interview celebrities, and it's like, okay, well. That is that really going to help you accomplish the goal that you want to accomplish? For me, like I, I, I want to interview VPs of marketing at B2B SaaS companies with 50 plus employees because those are the people I know can move the needle in my business. And so I, I just, I, I want the folks listening to this to really get clear, like who are the relationships that I need to build? Is it HR managers at technology companies? Is it, uh, is it people that work at medical sales companies? Um, do I want to get into the world of startups? Uh, what, what is it that I want to do? You've got to get clear on your goal first and, and then you can build content that allows you to collaborate with the people that can help you actually achieve that goal. James, I know that uh, we, we've talked a little bit about this, but you did just write a, a really awesome book that I loved, you know, content-based networking. And you've mentioned some of those strategies that you mentioned in the book. You've, you've talked about it so far, but is there anything that we, maybe you haven't covered in the book that is really important for the students listening to this to take away? Yeah. So one of the things that I talk a lot about in the book that I haven't mentioned yet is how you reach out to people to get them on your show. And one of the, the, the thing that we've done most the, with the most success has been email. So that's not going to be the channel that works for everybody. Maybe for you, it's Twitter. Maybe it's, you know, responding to a post that somebody wrote on LinkedIn, but we send a lot of cold email. And if you can get somebody's email address uh, and send them a very short message. It does not need to go on and on and on. Uh, so many people think that they have to explain what their podcast is all about and, and how many downloads it gets. And honestly, when you're just getting started, you're not going to have many downloads and uh, peaking curiosity is your friend here. So when you reach out to people literally in the subject line, put podcast interview question mark, and then the email can be two to three sentences. So, Hey, Daniel, I love what you're doing with you know, mastering college to career. I'd love to feature you on my podcast. Uh, it's, it's called the Orlando Entrepreneur Show. Up for it, question mark. That's it. If Daniel is interested uh, in knowing more, he's going to ask more. But the goal of that initial outreach is to get somebody to respond to you, not necessarily to get somebody to say yes. And that was a big mental unlock for me when I realized that when you're trying to communicate with somebody that you've never communicated with before, just getting them to respond at all is three quarters of the battle. Because once somebody responds once, they're likely going to follow through and actually want to do the, the collaboration with you. Um, and so optimizing that interaction so that you're not boring them with a big long email, you're, you're sending them something super short, super punk and it actually makes them want to respond. Uh, I, I've just found enormous success with it. So I want to share uh, with you guys a couple of little hacks that will even make what James said even better. So if you're looking to connect and email professionals that work for companies that have the same email, then understand that companies have a template of the way that are email. So when I worked at PepsiCo, my email was daniel.botero at pepsico.com. 
So if you're looking to say you're looking for the campus recruiter for PepsiCo, you find their name on LinkedIn because LinkedIn will show you their title. And you know that her name was Julia Rogers, for example. Then you know that her email is julia.rogers at pepsico.com. And all you have to do is type on Google PepsiCo emails, Walmart Mm. emails, target emails, and you get the templated emails. So as long as you know their name, you yeah, it could be it first wrong. initial, last name. It yes. could be first name dot last name. It, yeah, it's it, it, if it's a if it's a startup, it's typically just first name at whatever their domain yep. name is dot com. That's a great hack, man. And then the second thing I would say when I, I I experienced this too when I was starting my podcast and I was trying to reach to people in corporate America, they are very busy, so they might not be as open to do a face to face podcast interview. And maybe for you, you might not want to do that as well. So use Zoom. Zoom is free for you to use, especially now I think for students, you can even get the premium edition for free. So what I will do is in the show notes, I will put a link to Anchor, Canva, and Zoom, which are some of the three tools that we've covered. Is there any other tool that you think that we should put a link on to help with the production of podcasting? Man, those, those are the big ones. I mean, I, I obviously, I, I think my book will would be super helpful for anybody listening to this to just understand the strategy behind it and the power of turning turning uh, the other person into the hero of the, the interview, not making it about yourself, uh, but really making it about them. Uh, so, I, I mean, I, I think those three and, and the book, uh, not to be too self-serving, um, I, I think would be... Uh, I, I think would set somebody up to win. So I'm going to put James' uh, book, the link to Amazon, so you can get it shipped to your house in two days, thanks to Amazon Prime. Or listen to it on Audible. It's on Audible too. So if you'd rather listen than read, that's yeah. that's my preference. And that's true. And if you never use Audible, you can get your first Audible for free. I don't have a code, but you, I'm sure you just go to audible.com. Yep. yep. Um, James, so let's finish up. One, one thing is, look, at the end of the day, man, I'm trying to get students hired. And I know that yep. you're often hired. So why don't you tell me a little bit about what are the type of students that you're looking for or maybe any roles that you might be open to and what is the best way for them to get a hold of you or your HR department? Yeah, so uh, so our director of culture and people ops is a guy named Ryan Drotty and his email is ryan at sweetfishmedia.com. If you're interested in the podcasting space, um, it, we're, you know, it's obviously new media. It's super exciting. We're changing all the time. Uh, or it's it's evolving all the time. We're a fully remote team, so regardless of where you're listening to this, um, we we work with folks all over the country, all over the world, really. Um, if you're interested in audio engineering, if you're interested in writing, um, definitely definitely reach out to Ryan and let him know uh, that you're that you're interested in opportunities. Uh, we create a lot of written content based on the audio content that our clients are producing. So if you want to do some creative writing, if you're interested and getting into that. Uh, we hire a lot of folks on a contractor basis. So you can get started with us by being kind of a freelance contractor, while, maybe while you're still in school, and then working into possibly being one of our full-time writers. So um, the, the, the our writer role is really the one that I think is, is best suited. Um, we've also got a lot of podcast producers, but we typically want somebody to have been in the workforce for a little bit before, um, before we, before we hire them into that role. But for for the context of who's listening here, I think our writers and, and audio engineers would, uh, if if you have interest in any of those two areas, we'd love to connect with you. James, man. Um, well, students listening to this guys, 
this is, I think is an awesome opportunity for you to get experience and as well as be able to work remotely. So, but you, um, you do have to be a little bit self-disciplined working remotely, but I believe in you guys, James, man, thank you so much. Before we, we end this, what is your biggest takeaway? If students listening to this only remember one thing from this episode, what would you hope that one thing be? Man, I hope the one thing would be that they get clarity around the relationships they need to build to move the needle on their goals and dreams. Um, to just think that opportunities are going to fall into your lap and to think that, you know, like the story that I shared of meeting Jeff on a sweepstakes, that that relationship was pure serendipity. And I would hate for people to go away from this episode thinking that they have to wait on their Jeff or they have to wait on serendipity to happen uh, for a life-changing relationship to change, to, to uh, intersect in their story because it's not true. Uh, you can proactively create the relationships that you want to create. You just have to be clear uh, with yourself. What, what am I trying to accomplish? What am I trying to do? And then who are the people I need to know to make that happen? And then proactively go out and create those relationships by creating content with them. Love it, James. And if students want to learn a little bit more about you and connect with you, what is the best way? Yeah, so I'm super active on LinkedIn, James Carberry, C-A-R-B-A-R-Y. Um, unless you're trying to sell me something, uh, I typically you know, accept pretty much all uh, anybody that sends me a connection request. Uh, but uh, yeah, I would love to, love to connect on LinkedIn. Uh, James, man, thank you so much. So students that are listening to this, especially if you're from the marketing class and you have any questions that maybe that James and I can answer, feel free to send it to us via LinkedIn messages. Um, we'll make sure we reply and answer all your questions. And we'll even open that invitation up to anybody that has any more questions about podcasting and want to talk to us. Connect with us on LinkedIn and send us your, your questions. We'll be happy to answer them. Thank you so much for listening and catch you guys on the next episode.